You're listening to Carousing at the Blue Boar, a short podcast about tabletop adventure games and applying an essentialist, less but better approach to playing and designing them. For the first episode, I want to explain what lit this particular fire in me and why I decided to build a game from scratch instead of using someone else's published set. My first experiences refereeing tabletop adventure games, probably, I'm probably 10 years old at the time. There was a collectible Star Wars card game that I did not understand the rules for. I found it just completely impenetrable. Uh, But I loved the cards. I loved, I think I bought just a starter pack, so it was enough, it was sort of two decks, a a rebel deck and an an imperial deck. Tried to read the rules, tried to learn how to play the game completely over my 10-year-old head, and I had the complete Star Wars encyclopedia. It's like dense trade paper Star Wars encyclopedia. And I combined the cards and the encyclopedia together and started refereeing a role-playing game for my best friend at the time. We'd run through sessions on road trips in the back of the car. Uh, we'd, we'd sit in his basement, his parents' basement, I guess, or 10, and, and run through scenarios. And I would use the cards as a randomizer at times, but also just as a, as a game piece. So there were like location cards and I would use those as the backdrops for the scenes. And then I would use the, the, the character, the rebel and the Imperial character cards or whatever tie fighter pilot or whatever as the NPCs and the, you know, the enemies. And he, I don't, I don't, remember him even having a character sheet. I don't remember him having a card that represented himself. He wasn't playing Luke or Han or any of the the sort of big canon Star Wars characters. I, I remember him just playing a character sort of of his own creation. There were no rules to the game, uh, you know, other than I didn't use any, uh, any weapons that I didn't have a weapon card for. I didn't use any any backdrops that I didn't have a backdrop card for, though I would modify them, right? Dagobah could become sort of maybe some other swamp-type planet, but, but, but a swamp was a swamp. If I had a swampy card, the scene could take place in a swamp. If I had a, a blaster, you know, he could grab a blaster off the, the fallen uh, stormtrooper or whatever. I didn't think of it as refereeing a tabletop adventure game at the time. I I didn't really understand much about tabletop adventure games, or I guess so I thought. Now that I look back on it, I think I understood them uh, as, as well as I was ever going to. Uh, I think learning more about Dungeons & Dragons later, I think learning more about tabletop adventure games and rule systems and additions and play procedures... Um, may- this is maybe maybe controversial uh damaged my ability to referee a game i think and i i think that there are some things that obviously strengthened my ability i think i've learned a lot over the 24 years since i was 10 years old uh but there is a big part of me that thinks i i look back on what i was doing there and how much fun we had and and how 
opaque the rules were because they didn't exist. They were all in my head. And my friend is, is sitting there having a blast exploring this world that I'm creating semi on the fly, reacting to what he wants to do. I don't have a plot. I don't have an adventure path. I'm not trying actively to guide him in a specific direction, except the direction that seems natural for the story to go. Um, but the world is reacting to him while making sense in my head. That's the core of tabletop adventure games to me, right? I think what got me thinking about this is I, I recently watched the documentary Secrets of Blackmore, uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, you can watch it on um, uh, Vimeo, and it just semi-recently appeared on Amazon. So, so you can you can rent it on Amazon. You can uh, buy the DVD from the, the documentary creators, uh, who are great people, uh, from my few interactions with them. Watching Secrets of Blackmore and and seeing sort of the origins of the tabletop adventure hobby and how it how they came up with and how Arneson and and you know bouncing off other creators came up with these tabletop adventure games coming out of uh, of wargaming. Um, there were so few rules in the beginning, and and Arneson came up with rules over time for his Blackmore table, but the core rules were so simple. The core approach was so simple, and most of the rules, all of the rules really, were in Dave's head. And his players just had trust in this opaque rule set, in in this 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 referee of this game. He had refereed other games for them in the past, war games, uh, sort of modified half-war, half-role-playing hybrid games. They trusted him. They liked him. He was their friend. They were sitting around a table with friends but probably occasionally with new people that they'd just met, but they were fine diving into this world without having these complex character sheets, without having these complex procedural uh, agreements, all of these rules about how the game was going to progress and what they could expect to happen in uh, you know, this, this moment or the next moment. There, there were no, um, you know, there were no grappling rules. Uh, at least in the beginning, there there was no there was no rule for for mounted combat in the beginning. Uh, they trusted Dave to figure that out and work with them and modify things and change things. And they played for decades with a rule set that is, I think, some modern game designers would would accuse of being incoherent. Uh, they played for decades. Like, let that hang decades in this world their characters grew changed progressed died came back from the dead uh they had decades of fun decades of stories from from this incoherent uh uh hodgepodge rule set and I'm watching the documentary, and I'm thinking about that Star Wars collectible card game. I can't even remember who published it. I'm thinking about those moments in the back of my parents' minivan on the way to the lake where we're running through a two-hour session, because that's about how long the trip to the lake is. And it's really sinking into me how easy tabletop adventure games are how simple they are 
and you just need to approach them with that sort of childlike wonder and that trust and that willingness to bend and flex and change and occasionally argue. And what you don't need is a corporate-backed staff of 150 heavily edited, heavily produced, hardback rule book that costs you $50. You don't need uh, an online subscription-based service to help you make sense of this complex set of rules that were sort of written by committee, um, beholden to sacred cows of the genre that are almost byproducts of writers getting paid by the word. And this is not new information. This is not new thought. This is old. This ground has been retread over and over and over again in the the movement called the OSR, the, the old school renaissance. But I don't want to make a podcast for, for OSR players, and I don't want to make a podcast for the sort of indie story game community. Uh, I want to make a podcast well, for myself, but also for people who it hasn't sunk in for them quite yet how easy you know, D&D is, how easy tabletop adventure games are, how accessible this can be, because they didn't have maybe that experience with those Star Wars cards, uh, which was an experience created out of, out of necessity. It was an experience created because I, I knew that I wanted to play something like D&D, but I didn't understand how to play D&D, and I didn't have access to D&D rules. But I got the gist from kind of overhearing my older brother, I got the kind of the, the, the root of what they were doing, you know, I, I, the example of play, if you will, uh, which is something that's brought up in, in Secrets of Blackmore as well. There's, there's no, there's basically no good adventure game rule set that doesn't provide an example of play because you can write all the rules in the world and lay them all out as, as well organized as you possibly can but that one to two page example of play description where, you know, you, you've got some fictional players, or in some cases it's just a transcript of an actual session, running through a game with their referee, that one to two page spread does more to tell somebody how to play the game than, than pages and pages of rules. I had the, the play summary in my head. I understood how this worked at its heart. And then what it took me, you know, over 20 years to come back around to was that the example of play is really all that I needed. That's, that's the whole thing. Like the example of play is the whole thing. Everything else is just trappings. Everything else is just the rules that some other referee has come up with at their table to make it work for them. And then they've published that in a book, and there's a whole lineage. And you don't need any of it. It's supposed to make it easier for you to start playing, because you don't have to build it all from the ground up. But the problem is the, the your starter set at this point is so complex with most of these, these adventure game rule sets that you lose out. You miss out on, on the beauty of starting with something so simple slowly adapting it to your needs, slowly adapting it to your preferences over time, and ending up with your table's rules, the rules that you prefer running, that work best for you, you're more concerned with the rules than the decades of fun. Uh, so this podcast is, is for me, 
for my own, you know, entertainment or vanity. Uh, and then it's, I think it's for all those people who haven't quite dipped their toe into that pool. It's for people who don't want to read a hundred old OSR blog posts. It's for people who don't want to snatch up 15 different indie rule sets and, and, and duct tape together, uh, all of the little rules, uh, you know, build their own best of mixtape because that's just overwhelming. I'm going to build a new set of rules for my table in each episode piece by piece. And I'm going to reason my way through it. And you can have these rules. You can just steal them from me because I'm certainly stealing all of my rules from someone else. Many, many someone else's. Or maybe it'll inspire you to, to start on your own project. And the goal is not to come up with a little fantasy heartbreaker indie darling RPG that you can put on itch.io for $15. The goal is to come up with a rule set that works for you at your table for what you're trying to do and then chill out about it and proceed with the decades of fun. The goal is the decades of fun. That's what we want. Thanks for listening to the first episode. That's all we've got for this time. Uh, Next episode, dice and why I'm only using the D6. Uh, The little intro stinger at the beginning of the podcast was by TJ Drennan. You can find him on Patreon at patreon.com slash TJD.